0: Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast, the Philadelphia Inquirer Eagles podcast. I'm here along with Les Bowen and EJ Smith. How's it going? What's up, guys? Hello, hello. Uh snow day here, but uh we've always been ha- homebound, <laughs> so uh nothing new here, Not right? Not really.
1: Just more shoveling. <laughs> hey,
0: let's uh, let's look ahead to Sunday's game. Um hey, we'll obviously talk about a lot of other things, and I know some Eagles fans are looking past this game and, and ahead to of the offseason. But uh, the Eagles are still alive in the NFC East race. They're a game and a half with three to go behind the Washington football team, half game behind the Giants. Both those teams have difficult tests this weekend. The football team has the Seahawks, and the Giants have the – help me out here, guys. I'm forgetting. I
1: can tell you in a second. <clears throat> the Giants have the Browns.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah. right, the Browns, right. And they're home against yep. the Browns,
2: though, right? Yes. 8 twenty
0: game. Yeah. Yeah, no Daniel Jones, I assume, for the Giants too. Right. So Yeah,
2: they're underdogs by three points, whatever that's worth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Nevertheless, I mean if the Eagles win this game and, and Washington loses all of a sudden, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta start we gotta start thinking about covering football into the second week <laughs> of January. Um that being said, uh you know, Jalen hurts, hurts is getting the start, start again. He'll be a quarterback but there are a bunch of injuries, so let's go through them. Les, you want to give the rundown so
2: I can shut up? Oh, uh, okay. I wasn't really ready to do that, but I'll do my best. <laughs> the biggest thing, I think, uh, is Rodney McLeod uh, being out for the rest of the season with an, a torn ACL. Uh, Rodney has been the sort of bulwark back there in the secondary this yeah. year. And uh, I, it's, it's this, this happens to the Eagles uh, more often than it does to other teams, it seems like to me. They got rid of Will Parks, the safety they signed in the off season, like two weeks before everybody else in the secondary got yeah. there. Would it would it be wonderful to have Will Parks this week? I, I kind of think so. <laughs> With Rodney McLeod, yeah. Out uh, we you know, know how good Parks was though. Not in this. Well, I don't know how good he is, but he's playing for Denver and he's you know compiling stats. I mean, you know tackles and I, you
0: know yeah i think i was on the impression he just was not a uh, scheme fit here
2: yeah that's probably true but it's nonetheless true that they tend to they did this a couple of times with offensive linemen like wisniewski you know get rid of the guy and then have three guys get hurt at his position that's kind of a time-honored tradition but uh, <laughs> yeah uh, it, it, that's the big one that they, they, they also need to we don't know who we're assuming that darius slay is going to make it out of the concussion protocol uh if he doesn't they're really dead but uh if if he does then you've still got to start somebody on the other corner avante maddox is out and that's either going to be michael jaquette or kayvon Seymour, who has spent two straight years injured uh with various uh shoulder and wrist surgeries and hasn't before last week with the eagles hadn't played in the nfl since 2017. So uh, yep. that, and then there's also the right tackle situation where I thought Jack Driscoll was settling in very nicely for Lane Johnson, but of course he's now out for the season with an MCL, even though he played on it last week and played well. Uh, so we're going back to Matt Pryor there, and I'm not uh, enthused about that at all. Uh, not I do not think Matt's a starting quality offensive lineman, and I don't even think he's a real good fill-in offensive lineman, frankly, but... That's where we are, 13th offensive line combo in 14 games. It's and, amazing. Uh, yeah. the highlights, really, there are a <laughs> few other entries, but that, that's the gist right there.
0: Well, let's start with the O line because, uh, you know, we got they got pretty good performance out of that group last week. I, I felt like Hertz certainly helped them with his legs and being able to escape certain situations. And he did a good job of getting rid of the ball, wasn't holding it too long, as we saw with Carson Wentz for much of the first 12 weeks but this is going to be a different story because less, as you pointed out, I think prior is, is a pretty significant downgrade from Jack Triscoll, who Triscoll did pretty good against Cameron Jordan, one of yeah. the best defensive ends in the NFL over the last decade. And, and to do it with a torn MCL, I mean, that's impressive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in its really, own really. And
2: I, they have something in that kid, you know, going forward,
0: right. And they're facing a couple pretty good pass rushers here. Uh, I think Marcus Golden will probably be the guy rushing mostly from the left, so he'll 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 face Mulata. Hassan Riddick, uh, EJ. You know a little about him. Why don't you fill in on people? You know about his NFL journey and what kind of challenge he'll post for him? Yeah, prior? I
1: mean he's so yeah. I know about him because I covered him at Temple for a little while, um, and he was more of I mean he wasn't as much of an edge at Temple as he is in their scheme, but I mean the Cardinals run. I mean, they just have, like, a very unique defensive front, especially on, like, passing downs where, you know, they'll have, like, six or seven guys all in two-point stances instead of having a real interior lineman. And Riddick um, sort of just moves around and, um, you know, is coming off probably one of his best – probably the best game of his career. I mean, he had five sacks against the Giants last week. And, um, you know, he's definitely a little bit fast. He's, like, a faster guy. He's not really a power guy. Um, And, yeah, I mean, if he's matched up against Matt Pryor uh, at all, that would be a problem for the Eagles.
0: Yeah. Right. They, they, he rushes all over the place. And this was a guy that they wanted to convert to more of a traditional
2: inside linebacker and it just didn't work. Right. Yep. Yeah. 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 You know, I remember that draft and uh, there was some talk that the Eagles might draft him as a linebacker and uh, you know, it, it, he did not do well initially with Arizona. He was a big disappointment as a high pick, but once they made him a, a pass rusher uh, that seems like they should have done that sooner. Uh, he's, he's really good at it. What you were talking about EJ about the, the kind of amorphous way the, the Cardinals uh, line up their defense. That's going to be tough for an offensive line like the Eagles with a lot of inexperienced guys and a lot of guys that haven't played much together. Cause you really have to communicate yeah. and pass off things and make decisions on, okay, I thought I was blocking this guy, but it looks like I'm blocking that guy. And you can't have two guys going to the same guy and leaving somebody unblocked. And, you know, uh, I, I foresee problems there.
0: Yeah, I mean, it certainly comes in, in handy. And But, you know, one thing that we've seen out of the backs is they haven't done a great job of picking up blitzes for most of this year. And as you said, you know, it's not, sometimes it's not – when you know, when when they do blitz, it's not like you're setting four or five. It could be a zone blitz. could be, you know – Whatever it is, they they do yeah. change things up on on offensive lines, and you gotta be you gotta be really in sync. And and when you've had thirteen different configurations on your offensive line, it's hard to get in sync with the guy playing next to you. So you know we'll see we'll see how Jalen Hurts does in in that scenario. What do you guys what do you guys think? I mean, what do you, what do you think about Hurts though specifically? I mean, this is this is solid deep defense as we mentioned uh, on the back end. Patrick Peterson's one of the best, still one of the best cornerbacks in the league, but he kind of almost goes to waste because it's not like he's going to follow a scary receiver. (laughs) Right.
1: Well, I just really quick, I want to, I just want to really really quick point out that it is going to be hard for, you know, the Eagles to make sure just because the the Cardinals do so many things that like, there's going to be times where the Eagles are in a bad offensive look and Hertz probably doesn't have the leeway to change things as much as Wentz would. So, you know, I think that that could come up, um, you know, where, there's a few plays that are just dead on arrival and they can't get out of them. Um, so that should be definitely something to watch.
0: Yeah. Well that, you know, that was something that we, you saw with George, I mean with uh, Jalen was, that I think he did check to one or two days, um, maybe change the direction of a run. I think one he did actually change uh, and was successful at, I think that yeah. fourth and one call we ended up finding out that he did, but it's not like Carson, although Carson really kind of wasn't great at it this past year, but you got Jordan Hicks on the other side, who knows a little bit about this offense and and about yeah. the personnel. On So, you know, that could play. He's one of the really smart players. That could play to their advantage. Buda Baker is a really good safety. He's probably pro-ball bound this season. So, a lot of talent on that team. Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons seems to be kind of now starting to make an impact. Yeah. Uh, one of the top picks this past year. Um, I mean, is this the game where, I mean, we're going to finally see like Zach Ertz play like Zach Ertz or is you know I'm, I'm just trying to you know Miles Sanders was he got really involved last week I felt like one of the positives from last week was that the pass game with Miles Sanders was, was there was some you know the balls were thrown yes, to him so yeah. he
2: could he could make,
0: pick up yards after catch right
2: yeah yeah they're, they're gonna have to do more than they did last week last week was really about Jalen Hurts legs more than it was about anything else. I mean, when you really looked at the stats, he ran for either six or seven first downs. Uh their their wide receivers, the Eagles wide receivers caught six passes for eighty-four yards. Um, you know, it, it there's gonna have to be a lot more from you know, I don't think the RPOs and the uh boots are gonna be quite as uh effective this week. I think they're gonna have to really, you know have a real passing game which they did not really have and and really the run game last week uh, outside of Jalen Hurts Sanders had over 100 yards but 82 of them came on that one play which is great and if you can do that every week then great but on the rest of his runs Sanders averaged less than three yards a carry you know so uh, they, they really need to to get some consistency in their offense that isn't based on Jalen Hurts tucking the ball under his arm and, and making everything all right. And, and I don't know. We'll, we'll see if that's possible. Yeah, I
1: pointed it out, um, I think, on the Tuesday. Oh, well, I guess Tuesday didn't go up, so I'll point it out again. Um, I think a lot of the, the Hurts' best throws last weekend were uh, to wide open receivers on blown coverages. So I think that you're absolutely right. They're going to have to – I don't know. They're probably going to have to just add a lot more to the playbook this week because, you know, all that stuff's on tape now, and it's not very complex stuff. Um, and, again, even, even though it wasn't very complex, it's not like they had, you know, a ton of success against the Saints. I mean, they, they scored 24 points and they won the game. But, again, a lot of their success came on blown coverages or, you know, just, like, mistakes that you can't really count on happening every week.
2: You
0: seem like the Saints
2: – and their only, point, their only points in the second half were off of that Josh Sweat uh, yeah. turnover. You know, they, they did not score other than that in the second half. Even within the game, the Saints were able to adjust pretty
0: effectively yeah. to their offense. Yeah, Doug Peterson said those were self inflicted wounds. I'm not sure about that completely. I'm sure there were some of that, but I felt like the Saints kind of shored up their defense a little bit. It looked weird the way the Saints looked. I, I just couldn't believe that they were the number one ranked defense watching them in the first half. It's almost like they didn't prepare for the possibility that Jalen Hurts may run. Uh <laughs> And not just on scrambles. He only yeah. scrambled four times. They were just designed runs that they had uh, scripted for him and it, n- nothing super fancy. I, you know, they had some triple plays, but they, they weren't really, um, you know, use, you know, he's one of the options there. So there's there's certainly a threat there. Uh, and there was a little more diversity to the run game. But I, nothing, you know, just, you know, quarterback sweep, <laughs> quarterback draw, you know, these aren't uh, sophisticated plays. They were blocked up and, you need is just to have guys execute and that that certainly helped but i was surprised that the saints weren't as ready for it i have a feeling that the cardinals will be um that doesn't mm-hmm. mean john Hurst isn't gonna be able to run the ball he is i mean the kid the kid can move and yeah once yeah. he gets moving yeah he, he's, he's probably pretty hard to bring down but one of the things i do I did like about him last week and he didn't really have to do it as much but did a really good job of protecting himself yeah uh getting out of bounds throwing the ball away sliding you know, something that Carson went through five seasons just couldn't seem to grasp.
2: Yeah, to an extent, yeah. But, uh, you know, Hertz is really uh, – he's young and he's very solidly put together. Uh, power lifter in high school. Uh, he's really built for this sort of game, I think, better than, than Wentz. Yeah. Um,
0: real quick, since it's been a topic this week, this Alshon Jeffrey Tra- Travis Fulgham thing, which I think in turn led a little bit to Jason, uh, Jason Kelsey kind of fighting back against the notion that at this point in the season, you, you play maybe younger guys or you start thinking about draft picks, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly not the players, but, and with, with Fulgham, you know, yeah, he did very well for four weeks, but the, I, th- I just feel like there's been a lot made of maybe too much of that. Um, I mean, he's been targeted 16 yeah. times. Look, he hasn't – he played a fair amount of snaps in the first game that we're talking about here, and he just couldn't get a separation mm-hmm. on the outside. And I, th- I think we've seen that. I mean, he's had a couple drops, four of uh, – he's only caught four of 16 targets. Yeah. Uh, look, I mean, you know, again, I get it why you'd rather see him than Alshon Jeffrey, but I don't think Fulgham's – Yeah, you know, uh,
2: Mike, Sielski, uh, Mike Sielski has a real yep. good column on that today. And uh, it's this is something that he points out that Travis Fulgham went through in college at Old Dominion. He had a breakout year and then he had a year where he was not very good. And the coach even said he didn't maybe work that hard in practice. And he kind of had to sit down with him. And I I think. I don't think Doug Peterson's an idiot. Uh, The first thing that I thought of when. Fulgham only played 11 snaps last week was they're obviously not impressed with what he's doing in practice right now. And it's not just that, that Alshon Jeffrey makes all this money and they have to run him out there. You know, it really, the first couple weeks after Jeffrey came back, it didn't affect Fulgham snaps that much, but Fulgham wasn't getting anything done. As you pointed out, Fulgham kind of stopped, getting open, stop catching passes before his snaps dropped off and then his snaps dropped off. And apparently he hasn't done enough to get them, you know, that interested in getting him involved again. And uh, the ball's kind of in his court there. Uh, I I don't, I'm like everybody else. I don't see the point of running out out there for so many snaps because he's not getting open either, but you know, Alshon at, at least approaches his craft, you know, he's blocking downfield and he's running the patterns the way they're supposed to be run. Even if he's as slow as me, uh, you know, it that's what you're yep. looking for. Mm-hmm. There. And they're not getting that from Travis Fulgham. Then they don't play Travis Fulgham. I do not think that playing well for a monk makes you one of the all time greats or something, you know, I mean, the idea that this guy, you know, he'd been cut by a couple of times before he got here, and it's not settled that he's some great answer to everyone's prayers just because he had a hot month. Yeah, I think Absolutely. That,
1: I think that that's a really good point about, you know, he does the things that the coaches appreciate that fans don't as much. And I'm not saying I, I necessarily agree with the decision, but I do think that there is something to, you know, you every week I feel like Jalen Rager, there's a play or two where, you know, the guys who – from the outside, break down the film. We'll say Rager did this wrong, or I mean, even to the layman's like you know, eye when I watch it, it looks like you know sometimes the the routes he runs are kind of like head scratchers. And I think that there might be something to you know, we have all these young guys out here, and we just need one guy who knows where he's supposed to be, and you know, just knows how the offense works and isn't going to make the mental mistakes that the rest of the guys will make. Um, again, I don't really know how much value to put on that. I think that Travis Fulgham's production should make you want to you know feature him the way that you did but i mean i do kind of understand that side of it
0: yeah i mean there's a fine line and, and this all the time i mean they're gonna they play high draft picks as oh, he's just gonna have to learn on the job or he's gonna make mistakes you heard it all early in the year well we're just you know high tire and rager and you know Quest what walk to yeah. a lesser extent uh we're just gonna have to you know you know they're just, they're just gonna have to go through these growing pains and we're gonna have to Accept it, but then, you know. Conversely, you know, why aren't they still doing that? I mean, Hightower has kind of been was an active well, you, last
2: week for the first time. At some point, you have to show some growth and some that you're learning. You know, I mean, you don't just get snaps because you're young. I mean, maybe you do in the first couple games, but after that, you have to earn your yeah. spot. You know, you have to show them something. And uh I don't know that, you know, I don't know that they're not playing a bunch of guys that are you know, have all this stuff, uh, that, that are so good. Real quick, just cause EJ,
0: you mentioned him and he had an interesting game this past week was Jalen Rager. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the positive was he had the 39 yard catch. I mean, he's wide open, uh, on that uh, mesh concept play and got picked up like about 40 yards. Although I, I don't, didn't particularly love the way he finished it. And he had like a 19 yard end around, um, but, he, you know, he got hurt. Something happened to him. So he tweaked something. But before that, there was a there was a deep ball to him that Hurts uh, should have hit him. He was open. He, he had a little separation there. I don't know if that was the route that he ran. But, you know, kind of got his hand on the ball. Didn't really stretch out for it. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. kill him for that. But sometimes you like to see that from a young yeah. guy. And then there was like a, a fade route into the end zone where he just – he said it looked like he lost it. Um, you know, what do we make a Riker so far? He's, you've seen some flashes here and there. Obviously, the punt return was great. Um, but as you mentioned, I mean, the route running has not been consistent. Um, I don't know. I could, what do you guys think? I could
1: be wrong about this, but, you know, to me, the speed that he was billed to have coming in, it doesn't really show up. It doesn't pop, you know. Um, I I think about when DK Metcalf was at the link, and you watch him get to top speed, and it is, like, something out of another planet, you know? And that's, I mean, that's what Rager's speed was supposed to be. I mean, you know, he ran the four two at his pro day and I don't know if he plays that fast. And again, I could be totally wrong about this. It's still early, but I mean, a a funny um, thing I noted during the game was I always look at like the next gen stats, like top speed tracker and like Jalen hurts, uh, hit like 20.5 miles an hour on like a five yard run to the sideline. And it was the fastest speed by any any Eagles player until Miles Sanders' score, which included Jalen Rager's 40-yard catch where he, you know, had nothing but green grass in front of him and, you know, ran as fast as he could. And I just – I thought that was kind of interesting that, you know, Hurts had made it – had been faster than Rager on that play. So I don't know how much stock you put in that, but I, I just – I don't think that his speed really pops the way that I thought it would.
2: Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I – you know, the speed thing was a controversy in the spring because he did not yeah. run well at the combine. And then he put up incredible speed at his pro day. And you always wonder about stuff like that. You know, why didn't he run well at the combine where, you know, at a pro day, they can do all kinds of things to. It's not clear, yeah. you know, how you're timed or whether the track is really 40 yards or, you know, um, it's it's just real interesting that there'd be such a disparity and they were the ones that were insistent that he had this great speed. I don't think he, the rest of the draft community really embraced that narrative as much as the Eagles did. But uh, I think he's made some big plays, but he's just yeah. really raw and it, it, he did miss some time uh, with an injury and, you know, he's just not there yet. He, he's a guy that can make a big play, but he's not a consistent performer on the field. And, uh, there are a lot of plays where I would be really exasperated with him. Yeah, so
0: he what he ran a four four seven at the combine. You know, they also had you know tracking in terms of how fast he was going, and I think he had some of the the faster uh, speeds for wide receivers last year yeah. at TCU. Um, so sometimes I wonder with him if it's effort, uh, and that was kind of one of the knocks on him in college that you heard, at least I heard from a few. Yeah. Uh, Personnel guys that that from other teams that had him lower on their draft board, they had him like third or fourth round, to be perfectly frank. Second, second or third, uh, even heard a fourth. Um. So I, I wonder. You know, if that's a little bit of Jalen, does he get frustrated and allowed to affect himself? Certainly, last year a little bit too with the quarterback play there was not good, and. His numbers went down. Yeah. There were drop passes and stuff like that. And they're like, "Oh, well, that's because he played for." Well, that's you know that shouldn't really matter. Yeah, um, yeah. it's still early, and and <laughs> and I feel like for for a rookie, he's he's done enough. He missed obviously a, a fair amount of time because of the because of a thumb injury. He's still putting up pretty good numbers. He's given them some explosive plays, but I would agree that he's not this. He doesn't have that extra giddy up. That you see from the fast, the top, the top fast guys, the top outside burners. You know, I bet you Deshaun probably runs easily faster than him even at this point in his career. So, but (laughs) but at the same time, I feel like he probably has the ability and he can move. You know, he reminds me of just a lot of uh, Macklin, Jeremy Macklin, and and I say in terms of how he moves and his size. But he doesn't have Macklin's route running and hands. Like Macklin, when he came in, was very sophisticated in that regard. And Jalen just seems so much more raw. Mm -hmm. When I see them run and the way that they're built,
2: I see a lot of similarities. Um, Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. I I think he might be a little solid. You know, Macklin was muscular. But he got – yeah, he definitely Uh, got –
0: I mean, he came in pretty, but he definitely bulked up second or third year. But um yeah, well, that's something. Anyway, that we,
1: uh, really we'll quick, we'll talked
0: a lot about the offense. Um, can I
1: add one quick one quick thing about Rager, really quick? Um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So I looked this up earlier this week because I remember he said he ran the four four seven at the combine because he came in a little heavy. He was trying to bulk up, and that oh, right, that might right. be part of it. You know, I mean, he was like one ninety seven yeah. in college. He's two oh six now. Um, you know, I don't know if, if he could play in the NFL at 197 or whatever he was at TCU. Maybe that's why he doesn't look as fast. Maybe he's just heavier.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Maybe they, they came and said, you got to
1: put this yeah. on. The this team. amount of weight
0: on. Yeah. Um, well, we can't mention the Eagles Cardinals game without mentioning, uh, obviously, Kyler Murray and also DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Murray's going to be a tall task for the Eagles. Uh just like Jalen Hurts was for the Saints, but just like Lamar Jackson was for the you know again this kid this kid can run at any moment. Now he's he's a he's a good passer too, but uh, as you know, Brandy Graham said you know he's got he's very quick. Uh, he's got quick touch movement, mm-hmm. and so everyone's got to be rallying to the ball because he can make anybody miss. Do you think Murray? Yeah, I mean, is this yeah. going to be like one of those games where just going to be chasing this guy all game, or what? Yeah,
2: you know, I would think it, it, the Cardinals. I was surprised when I looked up their stats at how run dependent they have been, and I guess mostly from him. Uh, their offense uh, is very productive, but it it depends on the run game. Um, but if I were playing against the Eagles right now and looking at their secondary situation, I would certainly want to exploit that with DeAndre Hopkins more than I would you know, want to ground it out against them, uh, grind it out against them. I, I, I don't know. I'd love to know what Cliff Kingsbury thinks, but uh, normally you would think this would be one of those games where you really got to watch the quarterback, which has been a problem for the Eagles uh, with mobile quarterbacks this year. But uh, like I said, with, with the secondary and the state, it's in, I, if I were them, I'd have Kyler Murray throw it and, and, (laughs) <laughs> not have him get beat up. To yeah, to I mean, him.
1: this could be like uh, Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf 2.0 that they're facing. <clears throat>
0: yeah. Right, and a lot of that's going to depend on, you know, Darius Slate's healthy and whether he's the guy that covers DeAndre. I mean, that's, yeah. DeAndre's a mismatch for anybody. Because um, you just throw up the ball to him yep. and you can go get it. But this is why you traded for and signed uh, Darius Slate to an extension. I mean, it's, it's for games like this and you know, he hasn't really kind of delivered uh against the big guys it's hard i get it but you know you're getting paid the big bucks you got to come in and at least keep them in check and he didn't do against he didn't help do the against uh do that against Devontae adams and he certainly didn't do it against dk metcalf and he's not he's clearly not 100 too. Yeah. He's playing through he's been playing through various injuries so i want to make that very clear too as well um Real quick, with the uh, Carla Murray and what we could see out of Klinsberg, I mean, like, you know, obviously comes from a, – has a college background. Uh, and, and we've seen the misdirection and the quarterback plays really affect the Eagles over the course of the season, obviously more so early on. But as you mentioned last – yes, the temptation is to is to drop and throw a fair amount, fair amount against the secondary. But there's got to be temptation to, to really take advantage of the safeties, I think particularly, with no Rodney McLeod back there, and maybe Jalen Mills
2: playing a corner
0: in terms of misdirection.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's another effect of McLeod not being back there is are they going to recognize stuff, you know, as well. That, that already was a drop-off from Malcolm Jenkins last year to McLeod and Mills this year, and now you, you're, ha- you're going to look really inexperienced on the back end uh, it, how they're going to handle misdirection. Yeah. I wonder a, if they keep big Jalen problem. at safety because of that. And if,
0: let's say, let's assume Darius Slay is healthy. Then I'll we'll put Jalen at the other side, put, uh, I guess, Jack there and keep Jalen at least at safety. I wonder mm-hmm. if that's what the way they're thinking.
1: Yeah. Jaquette hasn't played bad when he's been healthy. I mean, he's dealing with a hamstring injury and those can be, you know, kind of tricky, but um, when he's been in there, I mean, he hasn't been awful. So,
2: And, and he's got a little size. Oh, that's absolutely true. And I think, uh, I think uh, Jim Schwartz Tuesday hinted that he might want to keep Jalen Mills at safety. I don't know if he was just throwing that out there or not, but uh, you know, that, that makes some sense to me since the other safety is not going to be a starter. You know, you might want to keep Jalen in there and, and not have two guys that haven't played that yeah. much. Play well, at safety you know, spot. But again, if the Eagles have
0: any chance of of slowing this offense, it's got to start up front for them, which is, which it has for, you know, a fair amount of the season. And last week they had five sacks and got great production from, you know, Josh Sweat and Javon Hargrave, He seems to kind of finally be delivering upon that huge contract they gave in the off season. And, and, you know, you still have Fletcher Cox, but this is a pretty good offensive line. So, um, you know, Murray, he holds the ball a little bit. Do you think they'll be able to get after him? Uh, I mean, it's possible, I guess. I,
1: I sort of worry that it's going to look a lot like it would with the Seahawks game where, you know, the fact that Murray is so capable of escaping the pocket, you know, it's going to change the way that they rush and it's just going to make it a lot harder. Um, you know, it's not going to be like last week where Taysom Hill is kind of just like a statue. I mean, Taysom Hill is obviously athletic, but he doesn't have the best pocket management, whereas Murray – probably is a lot more similar to the way that hurts manages
0: a pocket, which is um, a completely different thing. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, we know how Eagles have done against starting quarterbacks this year versus backups yeah. or three of their four wins have come against backup quarterbacks. So um, yeah, there's one reason job. why I'm picking the Eagles. What do what do you got? I mean, I'm picking the Cardinals, excuse me. <laughs> who are you guys,
2: who are you guys going with?
1: I'm yeah. going to go with the Cardinals. Go ahead, Les, go ahead.
2: You know, I, Oh, I'm sorry. Well, we pick against the spread, and the spread is six and a half, and I don't know. Looking at the Cardinals, it's really hard to tell. You just don't know about the matchup. In terms of talent, I don't think the Cardinals are head and shoulders six and a half points better than the Eagles, but it, it might be a bad matchup for the Eagles, like like you were saying. Uh, I haven't really decided, but I might I might pick the Cardinals to win, but not the to cover.
1: Not to completely copy, but that's pretty much my take on it. I was I'm teetering between twenty seven twenty four and twenty-seven twenty one. Um, you know, I figured I feel like the Cardinals will win, especially I am really interested to see how the offense looks this second week with Hertz uh at the as a starter and you know, to see if the if they can keep up if they can stay ahead of the defensive adjustments. But um but yeah, I I just I think that last week it's it'd be easy to kind of get caught up in that, um, but yeah, I think that the Cardinals will probably still win.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I I'm thinking the same as you guys, but I'm wondering now if I should change this to be different. But uh, <laughs> I think that's where I'm going. The one if it is a close yeah. game, it could come, come down to kicking. And uh, real, you know, we didn't haven't talked about much about this, but before we go, uh, Jake Elliott has really struggled these last several weeks. And yeah. for the most of the season, he hasn't been great early on. It was, he wasn't making enough 50 yard plus field goals. Now. So he just can't maybe even make a, a little chip shot. Hey, I even kicked a 35 yard field goal <laughs> in the uh, media con 30 yard field goal. Excuse me. The 35 just went wide left, but uh, I'm not patting myself on the back. If I had 300 pound rushers coming at me, I may cur- <laughs> curl up and stall to the ground, but uh, right. you know, Jake Elliott, I mean, I I feel like they're going to stick with him throughout the rest of the year. And then next year, then they'll assess what they're going to do in terms of like bringing someone else in. Um, Clearly he says confidence is an issue, but something's up. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: Yeah. The uh, 22 yarder was one of the weirdest uh, things I've ever seen. I mean, he struck it so hard that it nearly knocked down the left up, right. But it, you could see on the replay, I was watching his foot, and I'm not a real technician when it comes to kicking, but you could see that when he swung into the ball, his foot was all the way to the right side of the ball, you know. And obviously, yeah. that's not where you want to be, you know. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how that happens. I don't know if you step wrong and and slip or if you mistime the steps or what but that's yeah really he talks a lot about it. it. he's like a
0: golfer. a lot of it is mechanics and like a go- a golf swing and that like people are like oh he hooked it actually it wasn't that wasn't a hook that was just a pull he just pulled it you know when you see a hook when it's curling yeah why uh, which he's done before too but that was just a pull which is a that's a head thing that's not a mechanic thing a hook is a mechanic thing this to me was a more of a head thing um and he just he just what you know he just kind of wasn't yeah. either concentrating or wherever it was he 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 let whatever the situation was and maybe he was in his head still from last, the previous week I mean he made a forty forty yard earlier in the game right yeah mm-hmm. yeah so but forty four um, yeah. maybe it was also because it was a little more on the on the on the right hand. when you get some of those close kicks uh, the angles a little different and you have to make sure that you're not um, you know uh, yeah. Yeah. You have to kick it a little differently, let's just say. I don't know. I, I again, I, I'm not a, a professional kicker either. Uh, and there usually aren't many people on the team that can help him. You have to go outside, and he said he'd kind of talk to some of his kicking doctors back home, but uh, this just seems like something he's gonna have to work out himself.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's under contract through
0: 2024, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, they're gonna have to figure it out. I mean, I guess they can't bring, I guess, because it's under contract, I would bring in someone else in. I, sometimes I just think. A, I would have had guys working out and the, and the news getting out there. So he knows, dude, you better not screw up, you know? Yeah. You know, kickers only have so long yeah. of a shelf life on a lot of teams. Or just ha- have Jason Peter stick around and tell them, oh,
2: they're
0: <laughs> beat, you know, beat you up or something. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, guys, for the birds, View, uh, bird's Eye View podcast. Please read all of our stuff at uh, inquiry.com. Sign, sign up for the early birds uh, – Newsletter. And uh, again, thanks for joining the Bird's Eye View podcast. Let's, EJ, we'll talk to you guys soon. All righty.